Hello and how are you doing? My name is Sharon Jogo, host and producer of Swan Podcast, a podcast that I created to inspire change through conversations. Now, this is the third episode of the year and today we are talking about finding closure, an episode that was inspired by a conversation with another friend and I thought, you know, sometimes we are trying so hard that I need closure in this stuff so that I can move on. But what we don't know really is that we are wasting time in it. But again, if you listen to the episode, then you're going to appreciate the depth to which we are talking. From we don't, uh, we are not talking uh, from a point of this is what you should do but we are also talking from a point of we've gone through some of these things and it's actually better to heal before seeking understanding um, of why certain things happened uh, sometimes when we seek understanding um, before healing we're not fully able to heal and to let go because sometimes certain things don't make sense anyway you're going to listen to the episode and know whatever i'm talking about for now if you haven't um signed up yet for the swan bible study it's time to do it now we are starting the bible study tomorrow that is first of february where we'll be going through the books of the Bible and you can't miss that. It's a good opportunity for you to learn the word of God and for you to know who created you. So don't miss it. Introducing today's topic, I am with my co-host, John Wachia. She is a psychologist, a worship leader and a blogger with Finding God with John. Am I supposed to let the people who hurt me go just like that? What about the pain they inflicted on me? What about their selfish selves who laughed at my blood spilling on the floor? What about those who mocked my lifeless body? That's a net subbed from God remove thy cup of suffering. Uh, that I wrote in 2018. Mm. Yes. Uh, <laughs> because it, it's hard to let go when of anything, even if it's good, but it's more problematic if that something was good. Yeah. And in our view, we think that it shouldn't have happened mm-hmm. that way. And so we strive to let go and forgive. And sometimes it's impossible because when we look at a situation, it looked unfair. Mm-hmm. Um, which a lot of things in this world are unfair. But anyway, today we are talking about closure. Have you ever sought closure? Uh, yeah, I believe I have. Mm, I have. <laughs> mm-hmm. I have too. Mm-hmm. 
and I often used to ask the question why me why why did this happen why did they choose me and now like this is in a relational scope why did why did they choose to hurt me why there were other people so why did they inflict this pain and everything and that why I call it like a, it's a poisonous question because you never end up with answers mostly because we ask from a victimhood mm-hmm. uh, mindset and when you're a victim um, it, not only a victim but you have a victimhood mindset it's hard to even conceal the truth I can have the truth with me, but because I'm such a victim to whatever situation happened, um, we never get to move on. And so, yeah, I've sought closure. And I I think in one way it's worth it, but the difference is how we look for that closure that re- that should really define um my healing i think i don't think that finding closure is a prerequisite is it of it should be preceded by me getting closure first finding healing shouldn't be preceded not necessarily be preceded by me finding closure first mm-hmm. i think i should first seek healing because if someone is sick uh, or they have been in a car accident. They should first be taken to um, emergency care, get treated, make sure that they are stable. Then, if they were drunk driving or someone hit them, they can now like take in all that happened afterwards. But when you're when you're hurting. And you're badly hurting. I, I honestly think that people should seek for, they should first seek for that emergency, which is number one, healing. Mm-hmm. Then maybe you'll find the closure later on in the journey. I see that closure is a, a long journey. It is. That might take years and years and years. Mm-hmm. And I don't know when somebody, if it's in the case where somebody has hurt you, you might spend too, a lot of time um, thinking about how you were hurt, how it was so unfair, but that doesn't get you anywhere. Mm. It's a, Finding closure is about actively pursuing, and like you said, trying to find ways you can heal. And sometimes, actually most times, the person who hurt you will not come and say, forgive me. They will never. They will never. In fact, they might not even know that they hurt you to a deep extent. True. So, the best thing is for you to try and find it in your heart to let go of them. Yeah. And not expecting them to come 
and for and and ask for forgiveness if they do come well and good yeah but if they don't you still have to move on with your life because you're the one who's getting tortured by thinking and thinking and obsessing over it well maybe they don't even think about it maybe they forgot it and they're moving on with their life honestly yes yeah, yeah, yeah. i also waited for that sorry mm-hmm. ah, i waited for that apology the apology that never happened <laughs> that should be the title yeah. because I, I, when yeah when we are thinking when we are seeking closure in that way it's seeking for that apology so that i can finally move on yeah. i need them to ask me i need them to ask me to forgive them so that i can mm-hmm. move on so that i can forgive them yeah. and heal mm-hmm. and start healing mm-hmm. but what if they never will mm-hmm. what if some people are aware that they hurt you mm-hmm. but they just ignore it yeah. it's none of their business yeah. some people are unaware mm-hmm. that they did hurt you yeah. uh because they probably acted out from um from something that they just learned which mm-hmm. they thought that it was normal mm-hmm. um i'm trying to think of the story where a comedian michael junior mm-hmm. says that his dad uh, his grandfather mm-hmm. used to beat his father mm-hmm. when the he was having when he was cutting his hair, his hair mm-hmm. and f- so for michael junior's dad he used to i think he he didn't beat him mm-hmm. but he used very strong words mm-hmm. and he couldn't understand it mm-hmm. so you see both of them loathed uh that moment mm-hmm. of cutting uh, the hair yeah. which is such a good father son mm-hmm. moment but uh, it's painful because if my dad is beating me mm-hmm. or if my dad is just using very heavy words on me mm-hmm. then i wouldn't want to be here mm-hmm. it was later on that he learned mm-hmm. that his now his grandfather mm-hmm. used to beat his dad mm-hmm. and so he was like ah mm-hmm. and and so like his dad subconsciously made up his mind that i won't beat my children mm-hmm. while cutting their hair so for him he tried mm-hmm. it's just that um since he was still the abuse was still in him yeah he um he still abused his child mm-hmm. in one way or the other mm-hmm. so Michael Junior says looks at it and says it's actually a blessing because now I get to enjoy cutting my son's hair mm-hmm. because now I know where I come from mm-hmm. like I understand the healing that has had to take place and even the effort yeah. that my dad um give mm-hmm. not to beat us mm-hmm. yet he st- he didn't learn that story mm-hmm. from his dad he learned it from his uncle mm-hmm. that that's what used to happen mm-hmm. and that's when he got the understanding mm-hmm. and he was like ha huh, imagine waiting for my dad mm-hmm. to ask forgiveness well to him he knows that i didn't beat my children so yeah. i did good yeah. so imagine waiting for such a person to come to apologize to you mm-hmm. when 
he knows mm -hmm. he didn't abuse them. Yeah. So the closure, it's the work should be on the person, on on you who feel like you have been hurt mm -hmm. instead of just waiting for people to be sorry. Mm -hmm. Just decide to face it. Yeah. These people abused me. Mm -hmm. Um and I'm going to work it out yeah. this way. Yeah. Let me grieve this moment mm -hmm. and then work out my healing from there. Yeah. yeah. I, I think from your story you've also mentioned like uh the grandfather was hurting his father, so that's why his father was hurting him. So sometimes we may look at uh, a situation where somebody is hurting us as this person had it out for me. We don't often look at maybe the circumstances yeah. surrounding yes. why they acted in that way. Yeah. And actually, one thing that psychology has taught me is that behavior of human beings does not come out of nowhere. Yeah. The goal of psychology is usually to find out why somebody is behaving the way they're behaving. Yeah. And usually find that there are circumstances that either environmental, that's mostly environmental actually, that force them to acquire this behavior. So sometimes you may look at uh, a perpetrator as uh, a perpetrator, but then yeah. we never. It's rare that we look at them as also victims. Yeah, victims. Then maybe they went through the same thing that they are doing to you, so that's why they are doing it to you. So if we are able to look at it that way. Sometimes we have more grace for this person and it's easier to forgive this person because you understand that it was inflicted on them and that oh, not that it's justifiable, but then you can it's sort of like human nature. What is done to them, whether they want it or not, they end up doing it yeah, unless they yeah. actually intervene. If they are aware that yeah. this this is sometimes we may not even be aware. Like maybe sure. they maybe they, they don't know that whatever was done to them is a, is is affecting their behavior. So if we are able to look at it in that light, yeah. then we are able to have a better if you're having a hard time forgiving, yeah. then that can help you to yeah. try and forgive this person. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah because yes look at it so this person was not just picking on me. Mm -hmm. Yes. And you see, when you see it that way, you immediately stop being the victim. Mm -hmm. You realize, oh, they weren't picking on me. Mm -hmm. They were just hurting me because they were also hurt. Yeah. Yeah. And see, the word of God says that the heart of a man is wicked. That's in Jeremiah. 17.10 The heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? I, the Lord, search the heart. I try the reins even to give every man according to his ways and according to the fruit of his doings. But the stress being uh, verses 9 where the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Mm -hmm. If the heart of a man is wicked, yeah. then it means he is going to hurt another man. Mm -hmm. And that other man is going to hurt another man. Yes. <laughs> uh -huh. Actually, 
<laughs> you can even look at look at it this way that if the reason why maybe the person who's hurting you is hurting you because they they were hurt by somebody else is because they didn't take care of that they didn't forgive they didn't deal with that yeah so if you you are holding on to unforgiveness yeah then you are the next perpetrator you will treat somebody the same way that you were treated true yeah that's that's a frightening truth mm-hmm. <laughs> that we become those people that we don't forgive yeah. and now that's where the importance of forgiveness in this whole mm-hmm. thing comes along mm-hmm. that we can't hold on to whatever other people did to us yeah. with that understanding that every man is wicked then i know i'm also even i as the victim i know i'm very susceptible mm-hmm. to hurting another human being yes. and with that should compel me to even extend grace mm-hmm. to the person who hurt me yeah. and sometimes people do wicked things and you wonder how can you let this go mm-hmm. i i remember looking this is now this will go very dark quickly <laughs> I remember looking at da dharma dharma yeah mm-hmm. and praying when when he was sent to prison mm-hmm. and he started being inquisitive about things about church and mm-hmm. god mm-hmm. I really prayed that he would get saved mm-hmm. like I know that he killed so many people yeah. But at the same time he also needed that forgiveness yes. and I, it it was so heartwarming that he actually accepted Christ mm-hmm. um because even as much as he didn't uh get to live for long after that because he was murdered he he was most likely in fact if there was someone who could have been able to extend grace to other people yeah. was Jeffrey exactly because of because he is aware of how wicked mm-hmm. he was mm-hmm. and some people can be so wicked mm-hmm. do they deserve forgiveness it's not fair but is it just it is yes. just that they receive forgiveness mm-hmm. it's not fair to forgive the people who hurt us but it's just mm-hmm. that we may forgive them and that's where the difference occurs that it's not it's not about fairness um but i i think we are just so blessed that we have a god who is just yeah uh that we are all so undeserving of god's mm-hmm. grace mm-hmm. all of us Sometimes I feel bad like God I'm not even supposed to say your name yeah. because of how dirty I am yeah. but you have forgiven me mm-hmm. anyway mm-hmm. and if God can forgive me like the 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 ground is leveled mm-hmm. that for that madra and for that person who is a gossiper yeah. they all have to go through Christ mm-hmm. even though I think that a gossiper is worse yeah or i think that her madra is was they ha- we have all leveled ground that 
we all need god's grace mm-hmm. and again that's another understanding that can help us to think and say ha huh, i know that they did me wrong mm-hmm. it's not fair yeah. that they did this to me mm-hmm. but this is what is just for me to offer mm. forgiveness yeah yeah it's not fair that they did that to, to you and they, they it's not fair that they will receive your forgiveness yeah. but then it's also not fair that you were forgiven by god yeah because he's pure there is nothing that contaminates him yeah so you with your small sins when you come near him it's a contamination to that pureness yeah so none of us is deserving. Yeah. I love what you said. Yeah. None of us is deserving. We are not. Yeah. And it's that awareness. And now which now that brings me to the point uh that it's only God who can heal. Yeah. Um sometimes we wonder when we look at certain pains and for someone who has gone through trauma you may wonder is there even a relief from whatever this life mm-hmm. i'm convinced in my heart that god understands the extent of our wounds yes and because he understands it and he doesn't rejoice in it mm-hmm. so he wants to give us relief mm-hmm. from that pain yeah. and he's the only one who is perfectly able to get to the soul that part that was fractured mm-hmm. and knitted mm-hmm. again where you even like forget that you ever experienced that kind of pain mm-hmm. So God is the only one who is a perfect healer. Um so as you find closure the best way to seek God because he is the only one who can be able to help you to heal properly and completely and he is the only one who can be able to help you to forgive. Mm-hmm. Uh because um I know we've said he's just he's also compassionate. Mm-hmm. Uh God is such a compassionate God that uh the Bible says that um Jesus is Im- able to emphasize em- not emphasize Empath- empathize empathize with our weaknesses. Mm-hmm. And because he is able to like he knows he he understands that pain and uh, Isaiah says that he is a man familiar with pain. Yeah. So if he is familiar with pain, mm-hmm. then you better know that Jesus is familiar with your pain, that he understands it. And since he went through all that he had to go through mm-hmm. as a as a human being like he took the form of a human being so that he can get the full experience of being a human being yeah. that such that he is able to empathize yeah. <laughs> empathize 
able to empathize. Empathize. Mm-hmm. Okay. So he's able to empathize mm-hmm. with like with whatever thing that I'm going through. Yeah. Yeah. In fact, there's a book I was just reading last week. It's about uh, a woman, a, a Dutch woman who was was harboring uh, Jews in the, during the nineteen forties when the when Nazis were trying to get Jews and kill them. And eventually she got arrested for it and she went to these concentration camps where they would be they went through untold suffering. And it was her and her sister because it was her whole family that was hiding those people. And her sister her sister had such even through those sufferings, she still she was still so optimistic. In fact, this the the the, the, the this she was called Cory. Cory. Then her sister was called Betsy. Cory was very bitter. She 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 thought the Germans, the Nazis, were the most evil people. She even called them devils. They were devils, and she hated the person because they were they were betrayed by a fellow Dutchman. That they, they, they reported to the Nazis that this they're hiding Jews, so that's how they got caught. So she was holding so much bitterness, and she didn't understand why her sister loved these people, loved the Nazis, saw them as also victims of Hitler. And she never spoke anything bad about the people who were torturing her. And the sister would say that Jesus went through much more suffering than we are right now. And that time, they're they are eating, like, their food is like soup with like a, a piece of cabbage just floating. That's it. That's the food. And they work from early in the morning, like four. They wake up at four. They go to sleep late at night. They're just working throughout the day. They don't eat cold in the, in the Western country. They eat cold in the winter. Yeah, yeah. And they only have like a, a, like a gown, like just one piece of clothing and shoes. They would be given shoes when they are going, they're getting into the camp for the first time. And they would wear those shoes for all the, the whole time that they were there. And because they were working so much, those shoes would wear out until there was no shoe anymore. It's just tatters around yeah. your feet. And still, the sister would be compassionate towards... Because now she was like, our Lord went through even much more suffering than we did. And... I found that so. It's it just takes so much strength to actually have compassion on somebody who's torturing you, is killing people. They were killing people on a daily basis. Yeah. It was not something big. They just shoot somebody when they just you you see you you being weak, like maybe somebody is sick yeah. and they're working slowly. Yeah. They just kill you on the spot and they move on with their lives as if nothing has happened. And these people were able to for, like she was she she forgave them even before. All that suffering ended, and her sister even ended up dying in the concentration camp because she was anemic. You know, anemic people are sick; like, yeah. they are very weak. They can't take uh, hard labor. Yeah. So her sister died, and she even felt even more bitterness because of her sister's death. But then she, she said one thing that the suffer when she like she she whenever she would remember about the suffering of Jesus Christ it would give her strength to keep on going that whatever she's going is nothing she's going through is nothing and I thought what came to my mind is um when I was reading that 
crucifixion, yes, was a painful death. But then I'm sure there are people who've died more painful deaths. And somebody explained that the suffering was not just about him dying on the cross. Yeah. It was also the holding all that sin of yeah. every single person. Yeah. It was burdensome. It was painful. And the the part, he took the punishment of every single person who was going to receive him and to give their burdens to him. He dealt with that on the cross. So that is so much more suffering. No one will ever go through that much right. suffering. Atakama has gone through the worst of the worst, but yeah. she will never get to that point. And because he went through that, you were saying that uh, maybe the Bible says that he's able to empathize. Uh, <laughs> he's able to empathize. So his compassion, he knows exactly what you're going yeah. through. Yeah. So if he is able to forgive, when he's on the cross, you're saying, Father, forgive them for they don't know what they do. Yeah. They don't know what they are doing. Yeah. If he's able to forgive that, yeah. then who are you to hold on? To yeah. keep on yeah. and refuse to let them go. Yeah. Because we also we also we also want his we also regularly want his forgiveness. And Every the only day. way yeah. And if we want that forgiveness forgiveness, then we also have to forgive other people. Yeah. We love other people. And that's how we show our love to God. Sure. And our, be- our obedience to his commandments. Yeah. Sure. That's so deep. Mm. What else can we say? <laughs> I have nothing else to tell. Because I, I think those were the practical ways I was looking at. Mm-hmm. Uh, of letting go. Which, that's a powerful tool. Mm-hmm. To think about Christ. And also knowing that. Um... That he's able, that he's near mm-hmm. to us mm-hmm. who are mourning. Mm-hmm. And I'll, maybe I'll end with this, um, which cannot override what you have just said. But anyway, now a personal experience, I was overcoming pain uh, from being molested. And... I remember this one time, it happened like two different days, where I thought, actually, whatever I'm experiencing, I don't think that even God is allowing me to experience everything. Yeah. Uh, like the extent of that mm-hmm. pain, because it's just pain, I can't even tell where it starts or yeah. ends. And then there was this time I just cried besides my bed. I cried so much regarding the same, uh, talking to God. And in that moment, I felt him mourn with me. Mm-hmm. Like, it saddened him. I came to this realization and I felt it within me that Jesus was actually mourning with me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. But because I'm prideful, like whatever and I got in bed (laughs) Mm -hmm. and then the following morning I think it was during that time the following morning a song by this Travis Green and this Nigerian guy Nara where he says when I heal when you heal you heal completely Mm -hmm. I had that line for that very first time Mm -hmm. at that moment and it was like God was telling me when I heal I heal completely. Yeah. 
And you see now, the previous night, I felt so impressed. And him crying with me, mm-hmm. like he's here crying with mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, God is with you. And, uh, yeah. and he can only heal you completely if you've let go of all the burdens that you're carrying in your heart. Yeah. If you're able to let go, forgive, Yeah. then that's when he's able to work. Because yeah. actually I was also listening to a testimony yesterday of a woman who had been abused by her stepmother. And she hated her stepmother. She never even went to visit. After the, the minute she left her home, she never went back. But God told her that she needs to go apologize to her stepmother. And she was like, why should I apologize to her? I'm the one who got hurt. Why? Why should I apologize? And God told her that because of the hatred that you've carried in your heart for her, go and apologize because you hated her. And after that, these things just changed in her life. Yeah. God healed her. She didn't carry out that pain, and she was even able to pray for even the stepmother. I think that's when you know that you've really forgiven someone. Yeah. When yeah. you actually start praying for them and wanting them to, 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 to experience good things, yeah. even salvation, by the way. Yeah. Because this person is also a victim of the devil. Yeah. And they also need salvation just as much as you have. Salvation is for all. Where did you go for, Nene? For? <laughs> Your Christmas holiday. You just... I, I've been reading lots of books. I read <laughs> <laughs> ah, So, salvation is for all. And you received it yet you didn't deserve it. So even this person, even though you might detest them, they also need God. And it doesn't matter what they did. Yeah. Everybody needs God. Everybody needs God. Yeah. So if you can even get to that point of even praying for them. Yeah. Because for them to come to know of God. Yeah, for, for them to come to know yeah. God. Because that's the only way they can get rid of the evil in their heart. Yeah. Also, this woman, Cory, the, the one I was talking about, mm-hmm. eventually after the liberation, after Germany was defeated, she became a missionary. And what marked, like, what something that she did just hit me so hard. She went back to Germany to try and rehabilitate those soldiers, those Nazi soldiers, the same ones who tortured her. Yeah. She went back to, mich- to for missions huh. and she helped them get saved, like a few of them. Okay, I don't know the number, but yeah, she led them to Christ. Imagine that kind of love. Yeah. And that's the kind of love, that's what makes us different from the rest the of the world. Yeah. It's, what, what, what did Jesus say that my disciples, how they, they are distinct from the rest of the world because of their love. Yeah. Yeah, you will know them by their love. We will be known by our love. That's how we are different. Because the world, when you are saying the world, uh, people in the world, they do good things to people who do good things to them. Yeah. So as we are supposed to be different, we do good things to even people who will do bad things to us. True. Because that's a that's a that's a that's a that's ministering in itself. It's preaching it in is. itself. That it I is. did something bad to this person and yet yeah. they have the compassion to come back and do something good to me. Yeah. It hits people really hard. Yeah. If you were to hold that bitterness and also treat them badly, then you will never win this person over. True. Yeah. And you're we all end up killing one another. Yes. I'm trying to imagine the hearts of the soldiers. Exactly. 
they were shredded mm-hmm. when they saw that we've been torturing this woman and even killed her sister actually it's not even her sister like the whole family was arrested the father was like 80 years old so he died in prison because Obviously. the prison was cold yeah. him he died with like within days of, he, of being arrested then the nephew was also died in a concentration camp her sister died in a concentration camp it was just the nazis really wrecked her family yeah and also tortured as much as she didn't die she went through a lot of suffering but yeah. still she had the heart for these people because god like her sister actually her sister is the one her sister is the one who would like be her conscience and tell her these people are also victims yeah they're not just doing this they also they were also brainwashed and um made to do this yeah oh gosh that's a powerful story yeah. and you see even it's not to minimize what our experiences but most of us haven't experienced even something close to that yeah Ha, yet she forgave. She forgave. But And God also that. gives us trials that we can we have the strength to overcome. Yeah. yeah. So he will give you what you are able to overcome. Feels. Okay. That's quite a story. And we are going to end it here. Thank you for joining us with my co-host. Joan and Asio. <laughs> Again, I don't know why I keep saying I'll see you. Is it should be see you. It's okay. Yeah, I'll see you next Tuesday. Yeah.